Is this thing on? KRNU Studios. I learned more Czech uh, delivery newspapers than visiting with the neighbors that came over here from the old country. They spoke 100% Czech, and I could pick up bits and pieces from them. That's John Kostanik. He's lived in Wilbur his whole life. Stephen Olszewski was also born and raised in Wilbur. Actually, my grandmother taught Czech in school. Wilbur is nearly 5,000 miles away from the Czech capital city of Prague, but it is known as the Czech capital of America. How did this small town become the epicenter for Czech culture in the U.S.? And how Czech is the town of Wilbur? Welcome to 93 Counties, a podcast about Nebraska and the people that call it home. I'm Daniel Magnuson. In this episode, we explore a rural enclave of eastern Nebraska, Wilbur in Saline County. How did Wilbur become the Czech capital of America? Congress said so. (laughs) We were first. (laughs) <laughs> That's Olszewski again. But Grandma and Joe Bosaba and Sheldas, they knew people in politics and got it through declaration. And who was it, Reagan, that signed that? Yeah. And we've also had the Czech ambassador here. Residents of Saline County gathered at the Foxhole Tavern. They talked about how they preserve their Czech culture through the generations. Terry Shestak says one way is through the Czech Days Festival in Wilbur. Keeping that preservation going is our Wilbur Czech Festival. It's been going on for this is our 61st year and everyone participates in it from the young to the older generation, whether it be through food preparation or working in the museum or working in other places in town. The little ones do a lot of dancing. Um, They also help with food preparation, a lot of times with kolache making. And through that, they learn the Czech culture and to continue to preserve it. I think also stories that their grandparents and parents tell about the home country or whether it be even here in their grandparents and things and the love of their country for the Czech. Olszewski said the origins of Czech days go way back to 1962. There were a group of what they called founding fathers and they uh, said we need to promote our Czech heritage and they got together and, and they came up with the idea of having a Czech festival and, and it started in 1962 and it's gone ever since. Terry Shestock, who is the president of the Czechs of Wilbur organization, talked about one of the annual traditions during Wilbur's Czech Days Festival, the Miss Czech Slovak U.S. pageant. 
it was set up to me to be more of a heritage pageant. It's not a beauty pageant of any kind. They wanted young girls to find out about their heritage and to learn more about it and their family history. And so it started when it got started, there were only like maybe five or six, seven maybe girls at the most, young women at the most who participated in it. It first started with the states such as um, Nebraska, Iowa, um, South Dakota, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas were some of the first states that really got involved in it. Since then, we have brought in many other states that they have found out about the um, pageant. And we've even had a national queen that was from Alaska. We've had a national queen from California two years, two or three years ago. Shestock talked about some of the qualifications and activities that are included for those who compete in the pageant. They have to come up with a croix, which is their outfits. And that usually has something to do with the family history and from where they're from in the Czech Republic or Slovakia. They participate in interviews, which are personal interviews. Then they also have to do on-stage interviews. And then they also compete talent-wise. And most of the girls do things that are Czech-related somehow with that. Czech Days has another pageant that commemorates Czech origins and history. The Czech historical pageant has been around for a long, long time and was written by a man from Wilbur. Um, it depicts scenes that are historically um, important to the Czech and Slovak culture. Um, it is done as a still life in Wilbur. It's presented on Friday night and Saturday night after it gets dark. It starts off with an introductory narration. John Kostanek reads the introduction in Czech, and then the actual narrator does it in English. And then the pageant actually starts with the depiction from the very beginning of when they started with their land, finding the land that is now the Czech Republic clear up to arriving on Ellis Island, um, coming to America. She talks about John Kostanek. He narrates the historical pageant in Czech, an essential connection to the past that dates back to the Homestead Act of 1862. It was signed by Abraham Lincoln and gave Americans and immigrants up to 160 acres of public land as long as they lived on the land and paid a small registration fee. It attracted many European settlers. They came for freedom, to avoid military service, and for the promise of land of their own. Hanna Weiserova is the Czech language professor at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. She was born and raised in Czechia, and she has formed relationships with Czech Americans in Nebraska. They didn't want to be drafted to Austrian army, or they wanted to have their own land. So some of them were coming, you know, not from, you know, very rich families, so they could have a land. Uh, also political persecution sometimes. So, or they were just sort of, they saw some of the, 
you know, advertisement saying, you know, come over, get land, start farming, start new life, you know, new world, exciting. So some of them are, are adventurous as well. So, yeah. So and, and we also noticed that, that usually when we got like people from one specific area, like from one specific region, you know, they would correspond. So more people from the same region would come. So, for example, in Texas, we get lots of people from Moravia. But in here, we get mostly people from Central and Eastern Bohemia, even so there are others. But, you know, that sort of networking worked as well. Wysarova said the Czech community and their cultural pride is still deeply rooted in Nebraska. Czech immigration, it's, it's really part of the sort of Nebraska uh, pioneer life. It has a lot of social meanings to them. It's part of their identity. It, it keeps them rooted. There are lots of people who've been living here all of their lives and they never even been to like old world, but they reconnected with some relatives and, and they speak Czech and they started visiting each other, oh, wow. write letters. They have lots of stories, lots of stories. But it just like starts making more sense when you when you when you look at it and talk to people and and see that it's really this is the part of Nebraska you know which is not as pronounced but it's like obvious and it can be gradually discovered. It's a lot of fun actually. Czechs still did not have their own nation in the early 1900s. Wysarova said that contributed to the national pride that Czech immigrants and their descendants preserve in America. It seems that for Czechs, somehow to keep the language, even so if, if only in few words or having prayer books or singing a songs or hymns or having their Czech cemeteries, it, it, it is something what was connected to their sense of nationalism. And, and we were thinking about it and we, we think that because of the Austrian Empire was their home, you know, but they didn't have an independent state. So keeping the language became a way for them, you know, having their Czech identity. In some other cases, it could have been the religion, you know, or it could have been, you know, other other ways identifying, you know, with the place where they are from. But food is in every case, yeah, obviously. Larry Prokiel and John Kostanek talked about their favorite Czech foods. Instead of like a Christmas time and Thanksgiving stuff, like turkey or ham, always had Dunkin' Dumplings and sauerkraut. That's the only thing I ever had growing up. Kolach, by definition, is round because kolo is a circle. Mm-hmm. A circle. And in the Czech Republic, you can get them the size of a pizza. Yeah. 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 yeah they're like a pie. Yeah. 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 But they do make them small, and they call those wedding kolaches because that you do them at events. So you guys here have all kind of really contributed to, you know, keeping that precedent and like really um, kind of keeping the culture alive and the significance. I mean, do you feel like there is a younger generation that has that same kind of desire to hold on to the Czech culture as yeah. much? Or how have you noticed that? We're beginning to get more that yeah. are becoming yeah, involved. Yeah, we are. At our meetings, we have younger people come in. coming. Yes. And that are on committees and different things like that. There's, when we actually... You know, people say when you're president or that, oh, what a great job you've done as, you know, president with that festival. And it's like, no, 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 because there are 40 different committees that actually put this whole thing together. But you have to coordinate them. You coordinate them, but 
they all come together and everybody does their job and does what they're supposed to do and it's here. I always compare it to a well-oiled machine. We say it takes the village. Everybody is so good and the young people are more involved. And like we said, we've got between our junior dance with our junior dancers, there's over a hundred little children who dance. And you should just see the pride. Those kids are out there dancing and they take pride. So how Czech is the town of Wilbur? At one time, it was the percentage of Czech were here was, John, was it 80, 90% Czech? That was a long time ago. I'll bet you it's still, it's still probably, it's probably at least one grandparent is probably still 70%. Wilbur is a town of just under 1,900 people, but they are as Czech as it gets in North America. They are a historical and cultural resting point for Czech-Slovak Americans who came to America in search for a better life. These Czech immigrants, culture and traditions are preserved by their descendants who call Saline County home. Whether it be a Saturday afternoon lunch at Foxhole Tavern or the Czech Days Festival in August, Wilbur has its own Czech-American character that is unique in Nebraska and beyond. This episode was hosted, reported, and produced by me, Daniel Magnuson, and also Carson Allen, in collaboration with Advanced Audio Content Creation and 90.3 KRNU. 93 Counties is a KRNU Studios production from the College of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for listening.